0: Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 166 of the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. And as always, if you are an entrepreneur, network marketer, or high-level business coach still building your business through the means of Facebook and Instagram, and you are not yet leveraging harnessing the power and potential that LinkedIn could have on your business, your impact, and your bank account, then head over to my website, www.scottaaron.net, where you can fill out a free 15-minute call form to speak to me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we could potentially work together. So totally stoked about today's episode for a number of reasons. Number one, I love... I love doing pod swaps and that's a new term that I think the podcast world is learning about. I love speaking to other podcasters, other online business coaches that spread their word through the means of podcasts like myself. And, and you know, when you connect with someone that's so open to sharing back and forth to each other's networks, it just means that much more to the episode. And that's what you guys have here today. The individual that I have for you guys today, we connected on, LinkedIn. And we saw eye to eye just in the few conversations we were having back and forth in what we're doing. And there's two things that stand out about this individual. Number one, he's all about monetizing businesses. And number two, he's all about scaling businesses from day one. And anyone that's listening to this, that's a a network marketer or high level business coach, The two issues that most entrepreneurial businesses have are monetizing them, but then scaling them. And Josh Tapp, who I have for you guys today from the Lucky Titan, has an incredible story of how he turned his passion into profit and is helping other entrepreneurs every single day from day one do the same exact thing. So Josh Tapp. Welcome to today's episode.
1: Hey, thanks, Scott, and thanks for such an awesome intro, man.
0: Absolutely. Me,
1: gives me the feel goods. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's all the truth, but for, for my network that is not familiar with you, the Lucky Titan, or the work that you do, uh, talk a little bit about you, uh, You know, a little bit of your backstory, your entrepreneurial journey, and how it led you to the Lucky Titan and what you're doing now Helping, it, helping entrepreneurs, network marketers, high level business coach monetize and scale from day one?
1: Yeah, great, great question. So you are opening kind of a can of worms, but I really love the, the audience that you have, you know, and a lot of people who've been in the, the network marketing space know that there's just, there's some struggles that come with it. You know, when I, when I first started my business journey, I was in a network marketing company and I loved it. I learned so much. And a lot of people have so much bad to say about network marketing. I think it's the easiest way to learn how to sell honestly and sell a product. And we actually, I'd seen my success there, um, started to grow and we were, we were really scaling, but then we just had some changes in the company that literally knocked my entire business out in two months. Um, we went from, you know, making four or $5,000 a month, which wasn't anything spectacular, but it's clear to zero, right? No money whatsoever. And it hit me like a rock because I'm like, man, now I have to start all the way over again. But it made me realize I'm like, I don't know enough about personally branding myself. And so I was in college during this time and decided to, to start a marketing agency and learn about branding and marketing and doing that. I actually ended up growing a business that after I graduated college, um, it was paying me more than any other employer could have. So I just started to scale it. And then I had another big entrepreneurial flop. We we grew really quick, but with the surge in the market of all these people in their parents' basement, you know, doing Facebook ads for small businesses, um, we started getting undercut and we lost most of our business again. And this was all this ended last year. And so what I'm sitting down with a mentor of mine. Um, he's a multimillionaire, sat down with him and he said, He's like, Josh, why are you even doing that? He's like, he's like, You love marketing, but he's like, that's not really what you're great at. And so I had to ask him, well, you know, what am I great at? And, you know, he started talking to me about, you know, my branding ability and me being able to connect with high level entrepreneurs. So he helped me see that I needed to start branding myself. And that's where the lucky Titan was born. And I've been very transparent with my audience from day one. You know, I said, Hey, this is where we're at. I'm at basically ground zero. I sold off the rest of that company. And, you know, here we are starting at $0 a month. What, what am I going to do? So I launched the Lucky Titan podcast to kind of track my journey. But something that happened was really interesting. Uh, when I started to, to focus heavily on branding myself, I started to attract a lot higher level people because of the nature of my platform, the Lucky Titan, right? Everybody knows about being an industry titan. That's kind of what everybody aspires to be. And you know, that's one of the reasons we, we branded it that. But I started having people like Steve Sims, if you've ever heard of him. I mean, he's coached Donald Trump, Elon Musk, you know, top names, Tony Robbins. And he reached out to me saying, can I come on your show? That was when the tables turned and I realized, I think I figured it out. <laughs> I think I figured this branding thing out. And we started through him and through multiple other people. We've got, been able to get on to podcasts with some of the top podcasters in the world um, other audience owners who don't own podcasts, but they have other businesses. And so we've, we've worked with a lot of high-level people, and it's been through a very simple process. It's not this automated system. you know. It's, it's really getting back to true networking, which is really what you should be applying if you have a network marketing business. But we now teach entrepreneurs all over the world to be able to monetize and brand a platform on day one. The way that works is essentially you get either a podcast, a Facebook group, or a YouTube channel, and we teach you the methods to be able to literally make your first dollar the day one you start it. And then we teach you how to scale that dollar so that you can be able to, to grow for free without having to drop you know $5,000 into Facebook ads every month, right? So that's basically what we do. I know that's a long-winded answer, but that's that's
0: us in a nutshell. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it, it's a great answer. So, you know, I, I love how y- your podcast, you started, not as a a means to generate business you started it as a means to track your journey and through your journey you attracted business right (laughs) so what would you say you know before we get into the nuts and bolts of of what you do what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned from you know and we've all we've all had our own version of rock bottom and you had your version of rock bottom and you came out of it started the lucky titan podcast and then things started to move up from there what would you say was the biggest lesson in you that you learned from hitting rock bottom to where you are right now
1: well, that is a really good question. I, I mean, I mentioned that conversation I had with my mentor, but there's there's a lot more to that that went down. I mean, the entrepreneurial anxiety that comes, the depression that comes, I mean, all of us have felt that before. And if you haven't yet, just wait, it happens. I mean, even if you're at a really high point in business, sometimes you just realize, I'm not where I want to be. And that doesn't mean, hey, I'm not making enough money, right? Because I mean, our other business, we were making money. It was is this really truly what I want to be building? Is this you know, my, my true strength? And when, when I sat down and was hitting rock bottom, my mentor walked me through this, you know, really identifying what your true strengths are, what your superpower is, is the most important thing you will ever do in your business. Because if you realize, A, this is who I am, this is my superpower. And then B, who is the audience that I love to spend time with? And for me, I identified, okay, my superpower is connecting with high-level individuals. Um, For some reason, it's not very hard to me. I don't really understand why it's so hard to most people. (laughs) That's why we teach it. But I love working with podcasters. They're the type of people who I just really resonate with. And from that, that's grown into audience owners in general because we've specified our niches down, but we attract the people who you'll want to get their passion out there and to grow and change the conversation online for, for the good. So that, that was honestly the most important lesson was learning my superpower and who
0: can I help with my superpower. I love that. So let me ask you this, perfect lead in. Why are people so afraid to reach out to people that they don't know or people that they prejudge and put on a pedestal like they're untouchable?
1: that is a very good question and the reason why (laughs) so on my podcast i've actually interviewed a lot of people who have worked in the um you know the trauma space or in understanding anxiety and things like that and i do that because this is the core problem everybody has they just don't think what they have is worth what somebody like a big millionaire for example like a lot of people are like oh my gosh this millionaire i can't even reach out to them you know it's, it's a whole other ball game when you're stepping up to billionaire. You know, you know, We've interviewed a billionaire and doing that helped me realize there's always the next level. And the funny thing is, as you get to know these people, they are just as lost as you and I are. They just make more money because they failed more times than we have. <laughs> and for us, when we, you know, when we reach out to these people, a lot of people are just scared in there. And so they start sending links or doing automated things. Oh, maybe one of them will just be interested. What, what a millionaire is interested in is, Hey, give me a platform to stand on. If I can go and brag about myself, that that's all they care about because they know that's going to help them grow their company. That's why a podcast for us, it opens that door wide open. I say, Hey, I have this show. You know, we've had big names like, and before I even had big names, I'm literally like we interview Titans that got incredible traction right off the bat. But once you, once you interview somebody really cool, they will let you, they will recommend you to other really cool people as long as you're a nice human being. Right. (laughs) And so anyways, I think overcoming that fear, it's one of those things It's you just, you really have to start, start with somebody who makes a million dollars a year. You'll be surprised. We reach out to around a hundred of them every month, um, as a company and as a company, I mean, literally I myself reach out to every single one of these people, But out of every 100, we'll have 98 who will tell me yes. Those people either become joint venture partners, they they buy my stuff, they pay me for coaching, or we end up just doing a cross-promotional deal like you and I are doing right here, Scott.
0: So it's interesting that something that you said, and it's, uh, it's something that I live by. So one of my favorite books ever is a book called Go for No. And it's by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton, husband and wife. They they co-wrote it. It's actually the number one sales book ever. And I actually connected with Andrea on LinkedIn about a year ago. I I had written a list of of my favorite books that have really helped me in my entrepreneur journey. Her being one of the, her book being one of them, and I tagged her in the post, and she commented back and said thank said thank you so much for the shout out and I sent her a connection request and we started messaging back and forth. And now we've actually developed a friendship. We've done a couple Zooms. She actually is gonna be on my podcast uh, this year. I think think it came out recently. And she talks about in this book, your failure quotient. The more often you fail, the more often you learn how to succeed. So she says in this book, if you want to succeed faster, you have to fail even faster than that, because your failures always open the doors to your successes. And I think that's a, a such a misconception that a lot of people think. They think that they, you know, someone that's making millions and billions. Oh, they they they've never failed at anything. They've succeeded the entire time. And you hear, you know, the saying: "You see the glory, but you don't know the story." Right. So you've interviewed some unbelievable people. So the multimillionaire mindset, the billionaire mindset, they're just like you and me. What are some of the most common failure themes that these people shared with you that are no different than you and me?
1: Man, that is a succinct question. Thank you for that. You are a good host, man. I like this. Um, it's not just, hey, are you succeeding, right? <laughs> um, really the most common failures that they have, first off, imposter syndrome. I I work with a lot of uh, people who've passed the seven-figure mark and they stagnate. That's actually the most common place that people stagnate because you can get to a million dollars by yourself. You really can in today's economy. It's very simple to grow a business and do it all off of your drive. But the thing that they all struggle with is giving up what they shouldn't be doing right. So handing off the tedious things to somebody who's better at it, you know, doing focusing on their superpower, you know, going back to that theme. But the number one thing is they feel just as much of an imposter as you or I do. So there you reaching out to them is like, you need to realize they're just as scared to talk to you as you are to them. And that that's most people I would say clear up. I mean, I would even say most billionaires would be in that same case. The difference is they, again, like you, you mentioned so succinctly was, they are willing to fail. They're willing to look stupid because they know, hey, if I look stupid this time, I'm going to learn something incredible and the next time I'm going to make a lot of money. <laughs> but that's that's number 1 one of the primary concerns that that they have or I guess the failures that they share is that, but most of them and I would say almost every single one of them has at least failed in one business.
0: What is it about failure? You know, cuz you you hear this all the time. You you read about it in books, you hear about it on Almost every podcast that's based around mindset and business growth. And fear is such a crippling thing for people, whether it's the comparison game or imposter syndrome or not feeling that you're worthy enough to have massive, massive success. From your own experience, but also the numerous amounts of people that you've interviewed, what is it about failure? that truly paralyzes people from really going after what they want?
1: You know, that's a good question. I think it's a lot to do with their, their image of what failure looks like. I mean, when, when we hear the word failure and typically in our mind, we're going to envision one of our first, most traumatic failures. You know, like I got bullied on the playground and everybody was laughing at me because I got a wedgie or something. I don't know. I'm just like totally making something up here, but, but you know, something like that. And, and it goes back to that trauma and feeling like, Holy crap, I, If I fail, everybody's going to laugh at me. The reality is, in today's world, you're going to fail, and they're going to forget about you in about 20 minutes. If you message them a week later, they would think you're a whole new person. (laughs) In most cases, just because of how fast-paced our world is, and a lot of people, you know that that fear that cripples us, it just it it resides in the fact that you know we have traumas in our past, and it's about creating a new image for yourself. So I was actually coached by. um, Have you ever heard of? Oh gosh, what is her name? All of a sudden, this was like a year ago. Gosh, she she's the founder of Spanx. She's like the youngest uh, billionaire on the planet. But anyways,
0: oh, oh Spanx, uh, Jesse Jesse uh, uh, Jesse
1: Ansler's her husband. He was the yeah, one who coached me actually, the, and then right, his right, wife the was wife. there. Right. Yes, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. That's so embarrassing. But anyways, she and her husband are so incredible. But what they what they talked about, she told her story to us um, in this coaching session that really just changed my perspective on failure. She said every single night her dad at the dinner table would say, how did you fail today? What was your biggest failure today? And they would basically cheer each other on every night because of the failures that they did and because they were recognizing them. I mean, how many of us grew up that way, right? <laughs> like that's, that's incredible. And it really changed the dynamic. We started doing that in our family as well because that sets you yourself up and your children up if you're a parent to be able to to recognize when failure happens and be willing to just move past it and just laugh and say, oh, good. Yeah, now what what was the lesson you learned from that failure? And that's what they talk about every time. And just little practices like that will help you to restructure what failure actually looks like. And in her family, I think that's one of the biggest attributing factors for her in becoming the youngest female billionaire ever was because she had a a, a positive um you know, a positive story that she was telling herself about failure and that, you know, when she tells herself that, and so she's going to go fail, maybe she loses a hundred million dollars in some crazy, you know, business failure, like a stock market crash or something. She's just going to laugh it off and say, okay, next, you know,
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where if you let failure stop you, you're never actually going to leave the launching pad because there there is entrepreneurship, I don't care what it looks like, whether it's you having a podcast for profit or starting your own entrepreneurial endeavor, coaching or network marketing, it's not a straight line. Mm-hmm. You know, the Darren Hardy wrote a great book called The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster and it, it talks about the ups and downs of, of entrepreneurship and it's the truth because think about this, just like you said, it's never been easier to make a million dollars a year. The, I read a great article a few months back that talked about how 000, one million dollars is the new 100,000 dollars, whereas in 10 years ago, we all thought that 100,000 dollars was a lot of money. but right. 100,000 dollars today is like the new one million dollars, because you are seeing so many people making a million dollars a year, but just like you said, they get to that seven-figure mark. How do they get to the eight-figure mark? And the nine-figure mark? But it's about two things. <laughs> Number one. Monetizing the right way, but number two and most important is scaling so that's that's where I want to move into now. So you know what the lucky Titan does, obviously, you focus on working with entrepreneurs no matter what their vehicle looks like that they're driving, right to monetize and scale their business from day one. So talk about how the concept came into place and and how you 're actually helping people right now
1: yeah, that's a good question so I mean, the, the way we got into it, and this is the best way to do business, just for everybody who knows, get an audience of people and ask them what they want. I, I polled about 300 people, which isn't a ton, but I pulled 300 podcasters and asked them, you know, what are your two or what are your three biggest um, concerns? And two of them were monetizing and scaling because most of them say, oh, well, I'm, I'm seeking sponsorships. And between you and me, sponsorships are almost a complete waste of time in podcasting. You can make way more money doing something else. Um, but anyway, so like we, we realized, okay, monetizing was not a problem. I'm like, Hey, I'm good at that. I can help with that. I was trained by Tony Robbins and D'Graciosi, how to do masterminds, coaching, um, one-on-ones that kind of stuff. So we teach you how to monetize using one of those methods, no matter what business you're in so that you can monetize day one. Secondly, scaling, scaling is actually something I was not an expert at. I still wouldn't say I am an expert at, but what we do is I actually bring in, so we have a mastermind that we do for people, so this is for the people, we have a free community that people can join to start creating joint venture deals with people, but we help, um, when you hop into our mastermind, I actually start connecting you with these people, so some of these top name people, and every single month we bring in somebody who's earned at least eight figures or nine figures, and we have them come in and talk about scaling tactics and strategies that they've used. And that has been a complete game changer because A, it's not about the Josh show, you know, I'm not all knowing. I just know I can get you in contact with somebody who knows what you need, you know, like your your initial problem way better than I can solve it. So the way that we set it up is to help entrepreneurs start connecting with these people. But the one way that I know that scaling works, and this is the tidbit I hope all of you take away from this, you don't have to spend money on advertising anymore. You don't. There's just there's so many people out there who have pockets or audiences, as we like to call them, um, of your ideal customer. And if you just go to those people and have them come on your show, they come on yours, or you you do an affiliate partnership or you do a summit or whatever you decide to do, you can go to those people and it's completely free. You split revenue, right? But it's no money out of pocket up front. And at the end of it, you've scaled 10X without having to drop money on ads. Let me give you an example of this, though, because a lot of people might be saying, well, what's a joint venture partnership? For, for us, we're just running one here in January. So I have, we have around 4,000 podcasters in our community, um, and a lot of them are in our masterminds and everything, but that's kind of our monetization strategy is we build masterminds of people. I get the right people in the right room, and we get paid for it. But then what we do is I could go out and I could, I could probably spend $50,000 on ads this month right? We could go drop those $50,000. And on average, off that $50,000, we'd probably come out making $50,000 in recurring revenue um, moving forward just based off of our our process. So we'd break even month one, and then we'd be making money month after month. But what happens for the people who don't have $50,000 to just go drop on ads day one? It's all about getting in, the, in, in front of the right audiences. So for us, what we did is we actually have a guy's name Curtis McCoy. He runs the Success, Motivation, Inspiration Facebook page. Um, but he has a business that he has over 200,000 followers and he has access to a network of 2 million people um, every time he does any sort of promotion. So what we did is he's promoting our mastermind. We came to him and said, hey, will you do a 50% split with us? We became friends through podcasting and. He uh, He joined our mastermind. that's how we got connected, but from there he said, "Yes, let's absolutely do this. He's like, "I don't have any sort of monetization going on with my community right now. can you no, you can you help me get uh, get a product out there?" And so we're selling our mastermind, and he gets fifty percent of the cut, but we're literally getting in front of two million people, and it costs me no money whatsoever, not a single penny
0: now that's that's incredible so. Let's speak in terms of what other entrepreneurs, other network marketers, other business coaches, what does that mean for them and what, what can this do for their business? So talk about where that person is right now. They're not monetizing, they're not scaling and going through the, the Lucky Titan process. You know, What are some, some cases where people went from here to here going through the process and, and what can people expect? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, so let me, let me just give you a couple of examples because business coaches and network marketers, actually, they always fall into the same problem. They generically brand themselves, okay? So what I mean by that is if you're a network marketer, you say, okay, I'm, I'm with um, Life Leadership, right? Like I'm, I'm with this company. I'm a representative for them. And so they basically turn themselves into a salesman when in all reality, you've just bought a business, right? You've bought the rights to a product that you can sell. But on top of that, most people don't realize you can still sell your own products to help promote those products that you're selling for another company. But on top of that, you need to be branding yourself as an expert in a certain area. So there's a great example of this um, online. We have a a lady who went through our mastermind. Her name's Cynthia Petralia. She's with Beachbody, right? She did network marketing. She what she did instead of just promoting their products is she actually started branding herself as a keto expert, right? So ketogenic diets, ketogenic um, work like workouts or whatever. I'm not huge into keto personally, so I don't really understand everything about it. But she built herself as a brand authority in keto. Doing that though, she was selling her her own coaching, one-on-one coaching with people. But then she would be selling her network marketing products with it, and she'd be getting her commissions. And the cool part, and this is the best part about like network marketing, for example, is that's a product you don't have to make distribute or do anything else. You just give somebody a link and they buy it and you're done and you make a lot of money off of it. (laughs) I think that's where a lot of people see the appeal, but then she's gone and she's taught multiple different other experts within her brand to do the same thing. And so she's grown her downline, but she only has like five people in her community and she makes over a million dollars a year. Okay. That's, that's one example. The same thing happens for coaches. They'll go online and say, I'm a business coach. I'm a leadership coach. Like, okay. Yeah. You and 500,000 other people, because anybody can say they do that. But if you brand yourself, I'm just going to use us as an example with this, not like that. We should always do that. But you know, the lucky Titan is a brand that appeals to different people. But no, if I tell you that you're like, well, what do you do? right? And you want people to ask that. Everybody thinks that's a bad thing. But if they're asking that, they're actually genuinely curious and it opens up that narrative. So you can start talking to them and you can start answering the questions in their mind. Um, So there's a lot of value in that. But for example, we have a guy. um, He also started with us. He did our mastermind. He's been going through it with us. He connected with a couple other people and he ended up deciding to brand himself as a, um, basically helping people overcome the imposter syndrome. He's a two-time cancer survivor. Um, he survived some pretty crazy things, military guy, but ended up um, he built out his, he was building out this, this program, this workout program for people. And then he realized I'm all about the, the general wellness. We helped him niche down. He got to the point where he was building his business around one-on-one coaching. And what was really interesting is when he changed that, built his platform, which is his podcast, he took that and within, I think it was two months, he was already making $5,000 a month as a, as a coach, right off the bat, because he, he just had to tweak what he was doing. Instead of focusing so heavily on, on his product, his product started to sell like crazy, but he was also getting people coming to them with their wallets wide open saying, will you please coach me? I need help in this. So those are just a couple of examples though that... I really like to share because those are the type of people, you know, who like your audience. That's probably where you've been sitting at. Right. And so the, the, hopefully those stories kind of help inspire you a little bit about what you could do.
0: Well, I think I love what you said that, you know, cause we talked about this in the pre-show that, you know, with network marketing, everyone is copying what everybody else is doing. They're sharing the same posts. They're talking about the same stuff. Right. And a lot of it is methodologies from 30, 40 years ago, that I'm sorry, they don't work anymore. No. From what you know now, obviously going through your own journey and helping others going through theirs, why are individuals, because again, our upline is the upline, your downline is your downline, but you are you. You are responsible for your business. Why do you feel so many network marketers that are not happy with where they are are afraid to start? Personally branding themselves a different way.
1: Well, one of one of the problems that I see that happens with a lot of people who join network marketing in general, and you know, this is coming from a guy who did it. Uh, we had a lot of people come in who just weren't really looking for a business. They were looking for easy money. And so they're, they're scared that it's it's kind of that easy business model, quote unquote. But when we all get into it, you realize this isn't easy. I'm selling a product. And so if you're, if you're scared of personally branding yourself, it doesn't mean you're at, you're at a loss, right? We've already talked about imposter syndrome. It's all about saying, I'm just going to brand myself as an expert in an area. And that doesn't mean you have to say, Oh, I have to get a PhD in this and do all these things. All that means is you have to be one chapter ahead in the book than the people that you're serving. I mean, that's, that's how we've done it. Right. I started out a business. I'm like, I know marketing. I know branding. That's one little thing that I can teach you, but I don't know scaling. So I partnered up with somebody who knows scaling. And the reality is, if, if somebody will step out in network marketing, and this is the beauty of it, I tell every network marketer I talk to about this, is if you stop focusing so much on building a downline and start focusing on building a system around your product and building a brand around you, you will start having people coming to you again with their wallets wide open saying, I will join your downline. I will pay you as much money as I can to coach me, to be able to teach me how to do this. And there's some, you know, there's some regulations. So obviously look at your IDS and everything to make sure you're not uh you know breaking any rules or anything. But overcoming that fear for network marketers should be as simple as saying, okay, I truly want to, to have a business that succeeds. Then you can start thinking more about how do I sell my products through me, instead of focusing so much on just building that next business. I was talking to a guy um just a little while ago, actually it's probably like eight months ago now. He was selling a network marketing company about um, doing crypto trading, right? So selling cryptocurrencies or whatever. And he came to me and he actually had me genuinely interested in what he was selling. The product was really good, which with all network marketers, it's like all the network marketing products are like the best on the market. And so his product was incredible. And then literally at the end of it, so I'm a business owner. I run a company. I, I literally would have just started promoting him because I'm like, this product is so awesome. But then at the end, he's like, okay, so let's, let's have you sign up. Here's the income disclosure statement. I'm like, wait, what? I thought I was trying to buy a product from you. And so he flipped the tables. I'm like, oh, all of a sudden you want to be a business owner. I'm like, I am a business owner. I would promote your product like crazy and just keep a percentage of the commission if you wanted me to do it. But he totally turned me off because he wasn't focusing on branding himself. He was just trying to get his next person in his downline.
0: You know, it's, it's so funny. You hear these things come up all the time. And something that always sticks out to me is that, you know, network marketing, it's a very, it's a viable business. It is not a pyramid scheme. It's not a Ponzi. It is real. It took me about 20 months to have my first $10,000 month. And that was a lot of hard work compounded over time. But what I can tell you is this, it, it does attract some of the wrong people. Number one, like you said, it's the people that want to get rich quick. But number two, because it has such a low entry level of investment, right? Right. It's $200, $300, sometimes $600, whatever it is, that it it attracts a wide demographic of people that could say yes to that. But here's what happens, Josh that few hundred dollar investment is not treated like a multi million dollar business right that few hundred dollar investment is treated like a few hundred dollar a month business so those that treat it like a few hundred dollar a month business they make nothing but the individuals that treat it like a million dollar business they're going to make that money so what's your advice and I, I did a, a podcast episode months back on this it, about how a lot of network marketers are running adult daycare centers. And, <laughs> and, and I use the description that in network marketing and I compare it to childbirth. I'm a dad, too, and you know the, one of the first things that uh, is, happens is, you, know, a baby is born and the doctor comes and cuts the umbilical cord, creates freedom between the mother and the child, right? Right. But in network marketing, for some reason, they hold on to these adult children for as long as they can. So they're walking around with all these umbilical cords of people attached to them that are holding them where they are instead of setting them free because they're either gonna do the business or they're not. Right. So what's your advice to the people that are listening to this, that are not monetizing, they're not scaling, they don't have systems, and they're dragging people through the mud and they're still not where they wanna be.
1: Well, the very first thing I would say is stop chasing month end. Um, a lot of, I think that's, that's kind of that looming date for all of us where we're like, holy crap, if I don't get enough people in by this time, I'm not going to get paid next month. You know, and it, it creates this, you know, this, it really isn't even a real barrier, but it really becomes a huge obstacle for a lot of people because they're trying to make, to make that, that money. So if you put that away for a minute and say, okay, this is a side gig business. Can I stop, focus, build a brand, which in my mind, just so you know, I, I usually help people do this like in a week, um, at like part-time, like two or three hours a day. You could really not, you could build a really stellar brand in that much time, but, um, you know, get, get that foundation in place and then start focusing on who you want to serve and your superpower, not on your company's superpower. Because those products sell themselves. That's just how network marketing is. That's why the businesses go so well is because the product is always awesome for 90% of the time. So in my mind, you know, really the biggest thing that everybody should be doing is stop, pause, think about what you're doing before you just go get the next person in. And know you talked about having tons of people dangling from you and everything. It's not your responsibility to make other people's businesses win. That would be like me coming to Scott and say, Like, I I really, I got to keep up with Scott because his podcast isn't getting as many listens as I want it to. Like, no, you, you wouldn't say that in any other industry because, you know, it's, it's his business. So like you're saying, Scott, cut that umbilical cord. Even if you love the people, this is going to help them grow because long run, if you really establish yourself and you create a system that works, you're going to be able to go back to those people later and say, okay, just copy me. Right? So that, that would be my advice in that situation.
0: Absolutely love it. I, I this this episode is so valuable. I think it this is speaking to so many people. And I and it's because you've been there. You're speaking from experience just like I have. And I think it's really important to have someone on here that and again, just like me, I am sure you are so grateful for the opportunity that network marketing gave you to to really start doing that personal development to realize that there are so many different ways to make money. I have nothing negative ever to say about network marketing. But what I can say is that there's a lot of network marketers that are not happy. And it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're just not doing enough. You have to take such massive action and it's not a get rich quick thing. If you're looking for something that's get rich quick, go to the gas station, grab a lottery scratch off because you'll have a better chance that way. You have to build this as a business you have to treat it like a business because what you focus on is what will come. So if you're not focusing on this, it's never going to become anything more than just a side hobby, which pays you nothing. So, right. which so costs Josh, you something? <laughs> exactly. It ends up being an expense. So, so talk about the the ideal people that that you like to work with that could benefit most from you right now, and how can they learn more about? Uh, the lucky Titan and how they can connect with you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, man. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, honestly, so our, the number one people that we like to work with are people who are wanting to be their own business, right? If you're, if you're coming to us saying, well, you know, I just I, I want to get your quick thing. That's not what this is about. I will help you monetize day one, but I'm not here to help people who are you know, wanting me to hold their hand. This is more about coaching, right? Getting into a community of people who actually are going to truly help you move forward. But what, what we do, let me just give you an example of this. So our, like I mentioned before, our core business that we focus on is masterminds. The reason why I do a mastermind is because I will get the same level of coaching with people one-on-one as I would in a mastermind. Because if I were to do one-on-ones with everybody, my rates keep going up with that because I do not have enough time in the day to meet with everybody. But in a mastermind situation, I can sit you down with 15 other people I guess 14, you'd be number 15. But we have multiple multimillionaires within that community who are going to help you solve your problem. That's the value of what I bring to the table and I help people get into that environment. We have one in particular. We literally just had a nine-figure earner lady. She's taken 10 companies to over eight figures and sold them off. That's really what she's good at. She came in and everybody got counseled by her one-on-one. Like, can you imagine if you're, especially if you're like in a network marketing company, if you were to sit down and be able to sit down with the owner of the company and say, what is the exact thing I am doing wrong? And he or she would be able to sit down and say, this is exactly what you're doing wrong, fix it. How much value would that be to you, you know, as you move forward? And it's not just like, oh, here's a rah-rah session. Here's like, these people are gonna say, this is the path of least resistance, take this one, it works the best. Or maybe it's harder, but doing this one little hard thing is going to just skyrocket what you're doing. But it allows you to get into an environment of people just like network marketing does, getting around the right people who are going to be able to help you scale a business and not scale yourself as a salesperson. So that's really what we focus on is helping people do that. You can come over. We have a free community that we do this all in. So if you just go to theluckytitan.com slash AHG, which stands for audience hyper growth, that's where you can find access to this mastermind. Or you could also go to tribe.theluckytitan.com, and that's where you can get access to our free community. All of those, you have direct access to me. You can shoot me messages if you want to sit down. If you're really like, I just want one on one help, feel free to reach out to me on there. We'll, we'll discuss what we can do. But like I
0: said, I really don't have very many open slots for that because I like to work with larger groups of people. Love it. And uh, again, I will put all of this information in the show notes for people to connect with you, Josh. And thank you so much for delivering such such incredible value to my audience i know that this is going to be one of those episodes where they listen to it over and over again because this was a really important message for network marketers to hear that the industry is changing there i don't i don't think there needs to be a new evolution but people do have to evolve in their techniques if they really want to see a change in their business so i just want to thank you so much again for for blessing my audience with your knowledge and your know-how, but before we go, one last question: What does success truly mean to you?
1: That's a good one. I uh, I read a book a long time ago. Can't even remember where it was, but they were talking about the ripple effect. Uh, my dad was a network marketer as well, that's why I got into network marketing in the first place. And um, he was talking about the ripple effect, and that's what attracts most people, I think, to to network marketing. Right? Is is hey, if I can bless one person, who can then bless five people, who can then bless people with each of them, you know, like really the true value that comes from that. And what drives me and what success looks like to me is changing the conversation online from the negative that it is to positive goal-oriented speech online. And doing that, I know the easiest way for me to do that is just touch entrepreneurs' lives, help them become passionate, and they will reach another million people. So that's really what I think success looks like.
0: I love it. Again, all the links will be in the description below in the show notes. And guys, you know wherever you're listening to this from, take a screenshot of this, post it on social, Instagram, at Scott Aaron, LinkedIn, Facebook, LinkedIn, let us know what your biggest takeaways are. So Josh, thank you again so much for being here. And for all the listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Please enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can head over to iTunes, search for network marketing made simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more, how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.